There is a coalition of advocates now hoping to make road safety a major issue in the fall's municipal election. Been through the provincial election. Now we eye who is going to be the mayor of Toronto. Uh, the election is, I believe, in October. John Tory has made no bones about the fact that he would like to remain mayor. He'd like to have a second term as mayor. So, uh, and they're really, I don't think there's any uh, front runners right now or anybody that's of any note yet that's thrown their hat into the ring. But they will be soon enough to be, uh, uh, you know, running against John Tory. Chris, anybody uh, that comes to mind? No? No, I think Tory's the only person of note who's going to be running, and uh, he'd be running against himself. So it's uh, it's just him, and then does maybe other possibilities. I was speculating that there's a, a whole lot of former Liberal cabinet ministers who probably want to keep uh, find a way to stay employed, so right. they might be doing that. Jennifer Keysmat. A lot of people have been saying that Jennifer Keysmat right, might city run. Planner. Yeah, um, but the uh, idea of adding uh, the the, the advocates getting together as a coalition, they're hoping to make road safety the major issue in this fall's municipal election. I don't think they have to work too hard because I think everybody, whether you're driver or pedestrian or cyclist, knows we have to do something to make our city streets more safe. They've come up with 15 recommendations that they say mayoral and councillor council candidates should adopt to protect pedestrians and cyclists. Here to talk about them is uh, one member of the coalition. Her name is Amanda O'Rourke, Executive Director of 880 Cities. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Thanks for being here. Okay, we can't really run through all 15 recommendations. And the reason why I say that is when you read off a list, people tend to, their eyes glaze over, roll back in their head, and they kind of tune out. So let's hit on what you think are the most important recommendations. Give us, uh, you know, the top three. Sure. So we, um, our coalition is really looking to have more safe and active, active streets for everyone on the road. And one of the key, I would say probably the most important thing is to lower the speeds on uh, our streets. We know that speed kills and we know that if you're hit by a car moving at a higher speed, your chances of survival are much uh, lower. Uh, so we're one of the key recommendations is we're asking for a citywide default speed limit of 30 kilometers on all residential streets and 40 kilometers on all arterial and collector roads. And this isn't um, and out of the question, is, right? Because yeah. there's, there's other um, areas of the city that have already implemented that. Absolutely. You're right. Yes. Uh, there are patches of the city that have adopted this, and we think it uh, makes sense to do it all across the city so that there's no, you know, it's really important for also drivers to know uh, the consistency. So if everyone knows that you should be at 30K or less, uh, it's uh, better in terms of uh predicting driver behavior. Um, we're also asking, I think, one of, if these are basic things. You know, 25% of our streets, uh, local streets in Toronto, don't even have a sidewalk. So we're asking for sidewalks to be built uh, when roads are reconstructed. We're asking for physically separated bicycle infrastructure that is a grid. Uh, we have a plan, um, but the implementation of that plan, the city has a plan, uh, is so slow. Okay, I mean, can, I, are, can I just stop you for two seconds? The, the Physically yeah. uh, unconnected bike lanes. Are these are then separate from the ones that we're seeing on the road, like along Bloor, or are the they Bloor, the same idea? 
Same idea, but the physical separation on Bloor is not always consistent. But Bloor Street is, um, you know, there is some physical separation with some bollards, um, but a lot of the cycling, uh, you know, if you could call it a network in Toronto, mm -hmm. are painted lines on the pavement. And we know that those just are not um, not safe. I mean, we we at 880 Cities, our whole um, mandate is to create cities where uh, we believe that if a city is built for an 8-year-old and an 8-year-old, then it will be great for everyone. And so would you send your 8-year-old daughter or niece or son or nephew on the bicycle infrastructure that's here in Toronto? Oh, well, I certainly uh, wouldn't do it on any of the not. main roads. But even in the main roads, like if you could give me a wall separating, I'm not sending my kid down Bloor Street. It's just not happening. Not an 8-year-old. Like that to me well, sounds see, a little ridiculous. <laughs> well, we see it's not ridiculous. We see a lot of cities where a huge number of children are cycling to school and cycling to their um, everyday uh, activities. Sure, but their hopefully they're taking like side streets, right? Hopefully they're taking Absolutely. side streets because side streets aren't going to have as, mu uh, as many cars on them, even if you could. I mean, you're not going to build a full-on uh, wall, so... I just, as somebody that would uh, put an eight-year-old on a bike, I don't think I'd send them on there. But I do agree. There's, you know, you have to worry about people's safety. I guess one of the problems with the, the um, you know, any kind of separation is that the snow mo removal in our city is a bit hindered. I mean, last year there was a problem with snow mo removal. Uh, people upset that it wasn't coming off the bike lanes quick enough. But the normal snowplow couldn't get it off the bike lanes because of the physical separation. Yeah, well, their solution to to these issues, Montreal has a fantastic cycling network, and they get way more snow than Toronto That's does. That's true. So, I mean, I think we our whole report and the recommendations are definitely evidence based, and there are very many examples of uh, jurisdictions that have implemented these uh, ideas and seen the results and seen a decrease in fatalities. It is absolutely crazy that since the city launched Vision Zero in 2016, our road fatalities have increased. We're on track for one of the deadliest years. Uh, here in 2018. Um, so 93 pedestrians have been killed since the launch of Vision Zero, which was aiming to uh, eliminate traffic fatalities. I understand There's you're also, one of the recommendations is to ban right turns at Reds. Um, where else has this worked? And, uh, you know, what are you hearing from the public? Yeah, so, I mean, that that has been very successful in other jurisdictions and not just, you know, European cities that, uh, you know, like it's not just the Copenhagens or the Oslos, it is also New York, Mexico City, Montreal, and we've seen um, the collision data be reflective of uh, the collision data improve as a result of those implementations. I have a lot of friends that bike to work in the city of Toronto, and I, you know, I've biked in the city of Toronto. I'm also a driver. My one fear with the banning of the red lights, and maybe you could help me out with this, is that it seems to me that it will add to congestion unless you give drivers an advanced right turn and you uh, stop cyclists and pedestrians uh, with some sort of light. You know, uh, because otherwise you're going to add to congestion because it's hard to, if you've ever driven the car. Do you drive, Amanda? I do not regularly, no. Okay, so if you, you, just as a little, if you have your license, what you should do is rent a car and try and make a right turn in the city core. Just to see what it's like. Because what happens is you've got pedestrians crossing 
at the light. And if you wanted to make a right on the on the red, it's it's virtually impossible anyways. But every once in a while you can sneak through before the uh, the light going in the direction that you're aiming turns green. So you can actually make a right. Now, my worry is that people uh, will get frustrated. Drivers will get frustrated with this and then they'll start to do stupid things. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think this is a, a fundamental question about the role of our streets, really, in the city. Um, and for a very long time, uh, our streets have been really looked at using one priority, and that is the movement of cars. And Toronto is changing. We're increasing our density. We have more people walking on our streets and cycling on our streets than we've ever had and using transit. And so this is uh, an important time to look at the design of our streets and how we um, look at moving people, not just uh, cars. And, you know, the fact of the matter is if everyone is – all the cyclists out there and all the people that walk and take transit decided tomorrow that they were too scared to do that Mm -hmm. and got in their cars and drove, that would be an even bigger traffic congestion. So having people walk and bike and take transit. Yeah, but that's like, I mean, that's a weird argument. I got to, I got to, I got to call you on that argument because that's just not simply going to happen because a lot of people don't drive because they can't afford a car that they can't. So, I mean, that's a, it's an odd hypothetical. Let's just change, uh, switch gears up. I want to, I know what your goal here is to hand out a questionnaire to the candidates asking, you know, which of the 15 recommendations they support, and then you'll publish the results. Will they have a chance to expand on why, or is it multiple choice? No, they, uh, so basically the, the 15 actions, we're asking people if they support it or don't support it. Um, and there is an option, there is a opportunity for them to uh, provide comments on why they support it or don't support it. Uh, and so the survey was delivered immediately after the press conference we held this morning uh, to all of the candidates that have uh, said that they will be running, um, whether it, they are existing council members or looking to run. All right. I want to play a clip for you, Amanda. It's, it's Mayor Tory talking about, uh, I believe it's his reaction to your questionnaire. Have a listen. We have to be careful to make these decisions within the context of what is going to be most effective to keep people safer. I would rule nothing out from that entire list and other ideas that I think we've yet to even consider that, you know, are coming from other cities. So what do you think of what the mayor had to say? I think that sounds good. I'm glad that he's not ruling out any of our suggested um, priority actions. All right. It's a good step, but we'd like to see it actually being implemented. Uh, you know, this is two years after Vision Zero was first announced. Um, and as I mentioned before, our, our road fatality rate is going up, not down. Okay. You know, I, I and I think I've made this clear several times on the air that I, I want everyone to be safe in the city. It's just, it's uh, the worst thing that could happen is to hit a pedestrian or uh, hit a cyclist. It's everyone's nightmare that drives. And one of the things that you learn if anybody took, you know, Young Drivers of Canada is they teach you how to drive defensively. And that's with the assumption that no one else knows how to drive. And you've got to expect the unexpected. Is there some sort of responsibility that pedestrians should take and cyclists should take in the city as well? The fact that they should walk and cycle defensively. Do you support that? 
Well, I think that, um, and I am glad that you brought that up. Really, the whole uh, idea around Vision Zero and what uh, the intent of the plan, we fully support. Because what Vision Zero says is that we should have no fatalities on our streets and that we're all human and humans make mistakes. Whether you're walking or you're riding your bicycle or you're driving your car, uh, we are human and we make mistakes. But the idea is that around Vision Zero is if we design our streets in a way that when we do make a mistake, it doesn't result in fatality or serious injury, then we really start to see the improvement in the overall safety for everyone, the most vulnerable road users, uh, most importantly. Because when, um, you know, when a mistake has happened, our, as a vulnerable road user myself, walking or cycling in the city, uh, if there's mistake made, it might end in death for me. Um, if you're surrounded by, uh, you know, tons of metal, uh, not as much. Your your chances are not as high. So it's so a I design flaw. An, of course, yeah. The design of our streets is really important. Okay. Well, listen, I, I know your heart's in the right place, so I wish you the best of luck with your recommendations, and then maybe we'll check in after when you publish the results. Excellent. I See love how, that. All right, Thanks Amanda. For the opportunity. Thanks so much for being here. Have a fantastic afternoon. You too.